If you want to become financially independent, come to my seminar. Let me show you how to make the fortune you have always dreamed about. Ready? Go! What happens if you are named in Nelson Rockefeller's will? You get rich quick! Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> you know what that means, Noel. Yes. It's our very first Christmas spectacular <laughs> yeah. on Get Rich Quick yeah, with Josh and Noel. And we are here, as always, to get you rich quick. And we're, we're all about spreading good cheer, goodwill. Uh, what other things do uh, your people do for Christmas? What kind of things do you spread? STDs? <laughs> Ah, spread, spread the gifts. Spread the gifts, uh, right? Yeah, happiness and peace. Peace and happiness. Yeah. Yes, um, that is what we are all about, and we want you to get happy by uh, making lots of money. Lots of money, guys. Uh, so hopefully today we will give you some tips that will get you outrageously rich on the holiday cheer. Which you can then tide us with. Mm-hmm. Which would make our holiday cheerful. That's right. Uh, if you haven't guessed by now, our topic this week is the holidays. Holidays. Um, and uh, Josh, so yeah, you were or are Jewish, I guess. I I am. I was. I I like to think of it as culturally Jewish. Okay. Um. I uh. You know, growing up, sort of. You know, basically without much religion in my life. Yeah. You know, I, it's a weird thing. My parents, uh, my mother in particular, sort of got religion later. Mm-hmm. She's, you know, as a way to connect with her past, her history. Started for a while there, like, got really serious about her Judaism. Well, almost serious, but like going to temple on the holy days and all that kind of stuff, which she never really did before because she was a party girl. Mm-hmm. Um, but like we, when I would come up to New York, we always had a Christmas tree. Like that was a thing. My father and I would go out. Get a Christmas tree, put it up, gifts on uh, on Christmas, the whole thing. And I don't think I was the only one. Who, oh, I'm sure not. Who, who who did that? Yeah. You know, I think there were a lot of sort of secular Jews that uh, you know did the Hanukkah thing, but didn't really do the whole gift thing on Hanukkah. And then in Christmas, they would get like gifts, and they'd have a tree and and all that kind of stuff. Um, and it's interesting because now. You see that there's this sort of weird co-opting uh, Hanukkah has done. And I don't know if it's an attempt to sort of, uh, uh, if it's an attempt to sort of glom onto the things that, that people sort of look at in Christmas. But there are, uh, you know, Hanukkah is a festival of lights. And initially the only thing was a menorah, the dreidel, Hanukkah gelt, mm-hmm. right? And that was Ages ago. I mean, that was like it. There were no gifts for kids. Gifts for kids started to become a thing to try to prevent Jewish kids from wanting to be like their <laughs> Christian brethren. Yeah. So the idea, <laughs> exactly. So the idea of like a gift every night for the eight nights for the kids became a thing. Okay. Um, the whole Hanukkah Gelt thing apparently started off uh, as a way to tip people in the old country. It was basically like, you know, People here, you tip people, you give them a little extra Christmas bonus. Yeah. People that would come by and do things around your house in the Jewish in the Jewish uh, uh, towns in, in Eastern Europe would get a little extra gelt. They'd get a little extra money for that, and that would happen on Hanukkah. 
And then it became like a thing for the kids. Again, all about keeping the kids from not becoming Christian. Well, yeah. And you know why Christmas is when it is. Why? Uh, because it it uh, coincides with pagan holidays. Mm-hmm. And nobody thinks that's really anyone's birthday. It was put there to take over that holiday to try and win these people over. A friend of mine's son, it's his birthday. Oh, really? But he's not Jesus. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I haven't seen been. him. He could have been. Um, but now what you can find is on more sort of recent things, like you can find, uh, for instance, the classic ugly holiday sweater, mm-hmm. right? The Christmas sweater. You can now find them adorned with uh, Hanukkah symbols. Oh, I'm sure everything, yeah. Um, they now even make a... Uh, a hot you know so the 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 hanukkah bush was a thing right that was initially brought in to counteract the christmas tree well now what you can get someone is marketing a hanukkah menorah bush and it's a plastic like a plastic tree right uh but it's shaped like a menorah and then there's screw in lights oh that's great so it lights up yeah you can get uh uh what is it uh Maccabee on the mantle or uh, Mensch on a bench, uh-huh. which is the uh, Jewish versions of uh, Elf on a Shelf. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so so it's this constant movement to keep preventing young Jews from envying and wanting to be <laughs> like their Christian counterparts. <laughs> and I think we have a similar thing here, where I envy you so greatly, so greatly that I am currently wearing a. Justin Bieber <laughs> Santa hat. He is, guys. Uh, he is not lying about this. Um, have you ever seen the Hanukkah parade here? I didn't even know there was a Hanukkah there, parade. Well, it's a, it's a, it's like an ad hoc parade of uh-huh. SUVs that goes for so long and it always goes right by my place down on Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll go by and it'll be a half hour of these SUVs going by. And all the kids are throwing out like uh, chocolate coins and stuff out the window, mm-hmm. and that's the chocolate gelt. Yeah, yeah. Are they are they the the religious Jews? Are they Lubavitcher Jews? The same people who do the mitzvah tank? I'm not. I I never uh, stopped one of these RVs and. Well, you. I mean, do you see the kids picking out, sticking their heads out? Do they have the payas? Oh yeah, they're definitely the, orthodox. They're, they're definitely yeah. orthodox. Yeah. That's interesting. I have never seen that. Oh yeah, yeah. That's Every amazing. year down by me. You know, and in, in, they set up a uh, a big menorah on the street at Bedford and North Seventh in uh, Brooklyn every year, and it's like progressively gets skeevier and skeevier as people <laughs> as people deface it, <laughs> as the hipsters deface it, um, and it's you know it runs on big oil lamps sitting on top of the thing, but it's huge. I mean, it's you know like eight ten feet tall. Mm-hmm. Big old wooden menorah with a with a, a, a oil lamps on top makes me feel my roots. Yeah, you know. But so yeah, I mean, I'm I'm down with the Christian. You know, it's interesting. We have a sort of an international listenership, and uh, you know, so I did a little looking around, seeing like you know, well, we had uh, there was one tip of the week that we had a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago, I guess, that uh, was pretty straightforward take something that works somewhere else and bring it to a smaller market mm-hmm. right well that seems to have happened with christmas but it's constantly going to bigger 
and bigger markets. Yeah. You know, because there are bigger markets than the United States, and one of them is China. Oh, yeah. And Christmas has become a big deal in China. Really? They don't, it's, it's celebrated as a holiday. They don't do anything about the Christianity of it. Sure. You know, it's a communist country, and I think we know how they treat Well, I don't know if they're communist anymore. They, well, in theory, they're they state-run. They are state-run, yeah, and and they were a communist country, yes. But you know, they have a history of not being kind to religions there. And uh, apparently, when they opened things up uh, and they needed people to buy more, they actually started to like embrace and import certain holidays. And because Christmas is such a consumer-centered holiday, they went with it. But Santa Claus is over there, and no one knows why. But all of the Santa Clauses over there are always depicted playing a saxophone. Oh, really? (laughs) It's like Bill Clinton's Santa Claus. Well, that is one theory, (laughs) because it was about 1992, 93, 94 that they started to allow Christmas in as, as a thing. And that was right about, I think it was 92, 93, when the image of Clinton playing sax on the Arsenio Hall show mm-hmm. was everywhere. everywhere. And there is one theory that this is this is uh, uh, one of the reasons why. The other theory is, is that, and no one knows why, like literally no one knows why. It's just something that happened, but the saxophone is, such, is a purely Western instrument. They have no equivalent uh, in, the, in the East, and particularly in China mm-hmm. at all. And so they, the idea is that maybe they equate the two. Maybe. Because they're so... I like to think of it as the sexy, sassy Santa jazz bow. Yeah, I hope that uh, bleeds <laughs> into our culture. And eventually <laughs> Santa's here all have saxophones. You know, anything's possible. Yeah. Yeah, it anything's is. Possible. That would be a great one. I can't imagine what like Fox News would say about that. If suddenly the Santa saxophone thing started to become a thing with their <laughs> perennial war on Christmas. Uh, war, and, oh, such right. a war on Christmas. So war on Christmas and then throw China into the mix. <laughs> oh, my God. I think that's something we should start. Yeah, Rush Limbaugh's head would just explode. <laughs> <laughs> that would be completely fantastic. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I was looking around. I don't know about you. I was looking around. I was trying to think of things What you know, how do you get rich on the holidays, right? Because we did choose holidays, which is a broad we did. topic, yeah. not Christmas. Because I think Christmas is kind of hard. I feel like, all, at least in this country, all bases are covered. Okay. You know? I'm going to prove you wrong. You are going to uh... prove me wrong. You always manage to prove <laughs> me wrong. But for, for, for the purposes of, of sort of what I look at, and I was sort of like, well, how do you get it on the ground floor? Like, how do you get rich quickly? Right, not you know having to battle already established yeah. norms. Yeah, and I thought to myself, well, you know, a lot of people have the corner on a lot of markets. Yep. Right, and and and, and on all holidays, and I thought to myself, well, why can't you just make your own holiday? Right. I mean, it seems like people do it all the time. Right, and apparently they do. It's a very easy thing to make your own holiday. Oh, really? There's a formal. There, well, the the yes, not necessarily for there is a formal process. If you want it to be an actual national holiday, and that's a little more difficult. Mm-hmm. But if you can score that and you're all set up to take advantage of it, well boy, you're on the right track. Um and that requires Congress. Yeah. You know, submitting to your congressman and then getting it put up for a vote and then Congress saying, Yes, this is a worthwhile holiday or event to have 
and then you're like golden. But that, you know, that's a process. Uh, just an interjection here. Uh-huh. For New York or Switzerland listeners, uh-huh. could we just skip that national and go straight to the UN and make it an international holiday? Um, I don't see why not. <laughs> I don't see why not either. <laughs> I don't see why not. I mean, yeah, let's we. I think that's something worth worth investigating. Okay. I did not investigate that. I didn't think to investigate because that, that boy, if you can get an international holiday, boom, everybody's on board with that. Yeah, I think that's hard though. Well, yeah, you I gotta mean, grease some palms. Yeah, maybe. there's a lot of there's a lot of if you don't got the if you don't got the uh, grease to skid the wheel, as they say. But I don't think they actually say that. I say that. <laughs> Um, you're gonna have a hard time getting that. Yeah, through. but it, you know what? It could. It doesn't have to be money. Maybe it's just like you're a grandma who makes fantastic tamales, uh-huh. and everyone loves your tamales, and they all just love you so much because you show up with these tamales and give uh-huh. them to them, and then they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna make your holiday happen." International Tamale Day. Yeah. Oh, and I would you're love gonna supply, International Tamale Day. You're gonna supply tamales. Someone just gave me. A can of tamales. I didn't know you could buy tamales in a can. No, I don't know how I feel about that. I'm holding on to it till the zombie apocalypse, and then we're going to crack it open and see how good tamales in uh, a can are. Everything <laughs> will taste good then, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so I, I was like, well, okay. You know, there are all these companies that have days, mm-hmm. you know, like every Every week, I feel like there's some absurd day that I'm just hearing about because a load of hipsters are deciding that it's wear your underwear on the subway day. Yeah. Right? And that becomes a thing. SantaCon oh, man. in New York is a perfect nightmarish example Nightmare. of that. Yeah. Right? That's become a huge thing in New York City. I don't know. Is it, is it national? Is there, there people who, who do that around the country? Do you know? I think now. Yeah. Is it a thing in Chicago? Uh, it probably is now. It yeah. was not. When I moved to New York, mm-hmm. it was a small thing. Right. And it has gone banana bird. Banana bird. Yeah. There's nothing better to me, as much as I hate SantaCon in general, there's something about the end of the day that I will never not have a smile on my face when I see like three <laughs> yep. shit-faced Santas yep, puking. and a couple of hoary elves fucking... <laughs> With their beards pulled down, their dresses pulled up, and burning their mouths on screaming hot pizza, drunk off their minds, <laughs> stumbling down the street or slouched on the sidewalk. We were there was I think it was a couple years ago. It was a it maybe it was last year um, that it was really nasty out on SantaCon. It was like it was it yeah was, it was like a, a slush storm. Yeah, or something, Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. And Deb and I are walking down the street, and it's 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and there is Slutty Elf walking down the street, and her ass is hanging out all over the place. And she's wearing, like, six-inch hooker heels. And uh, Deb feels—and she's on the phone, and she's on the verge of tears because smashed out of her gourd. And Deb feels really bad for her because every time she does one particular movement, her— Tights and panties come down, and you can just see her ass hanging out all over the place. And Deb goes up to her and goes, sweetie, let me help you. Your, your ass. She goes, I know. Get the fuck away from me. <laughs> and the second... Now, my wife, for those of you that don't know her, which is most of you, I would imagine, she, uh, for her to do that to someone on the street uh, is kind of a miracle. Christmas miracle in and of itself, because <laughs> she does not tolerate that shit at yeah, all. Yeah. 
And for her to want to actually lend a hand to some drunken person who is doing something that she can't stand is pretty uh, uh, huge for her. But then to have that person turn around and bite her like that. So she lost her shit (laughs) and said, basically, if you want to walk down the street and get fucking raped, you go right ahead. That's no skin off my nose. And this girl just said, ah, fuck you, and just went off. But it was a a trip. Yeah. It was a trip. You know, I I have a... A similar story mm-hmm. <laughs> in uh, in Chicago. I I belonged to a gym, mm-hmm. and uh, I was taking a shower one time after having worked out, <laughs> and on the uh, soap dispensers, which were about shoulder level, a little higher, somebody had uh, pooped into their hand, obviously, <laughs> and and placed a turd up there. <laughs> So I was like, what? And I got out of there, and then I was like, oh, I can't just, like, leave it like that. And I go back in, and someone had gone right into the shower. So I'm like, I got I to gotta warn this guy. <laughs> and, I, and I walked over to the shower, and this guy uh, had promptly got in, opened the curtain so everyone could see, and was pleasuring himself uh, – so that people just in the freaking shower room would be able to see it. And I was like, all right, buddy, you just sit there with this turd like an inch from your cheek. <laughs> it's too bad that, I mean, if, if it was in New York, I would have thought it was a friend of mine. Because I know a guy, I have a friend yeah. who would go to the guy. gym. I know a guy. You, 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 you need some uh, <laughs> some poop on a, on a soap dispenser? I know a guy. Not the poop on the soap dispenser part, the masturbating in oh. the shower oh, in okay. front of everyone part. He, he had a thing where he would work out, mm-hmm. and then his favorite thing to do after working out was go in the shower and toss one off. And, and he would just admit this to you? Oh, he would come, ba- come into work because I'd see him at work all the time, and he'd be like, oh, man. That was so good. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it was oh. so good. And he wasn't doing it for people to watch. It wasn't like it was wide open. Yeah. But, you know, it was one. it's those shower doors that apparently had, like, the frosted glass. And he wasn't paying attention if people were watching him or not. Um, it wasn't like a, I don't think, a heavily gay uh, frequented gym. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he would, he would, he, it was like his, that was his thing. Hour of working out, take a nice, you know, refreshing shower, toss one off, come into work feeling like a champ. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, you know, there's a reason you're supposed to wear the flip-flops. I guess so. In the shower. Yeah. For well, We just listed two reasons. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you might want to sure. wear gloves, too. The <laughs> <laughs> full body suit. Yeah. <laughs> Hazmat suit. Yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> back to... Uh, uh, making uh, your own holiday. Making your own holiday. So, the... The number one thing, if you really want to get your own holiday that gets listed, there is a uh, <clears throat> a book, and it's also a website, um, and uh, uh, it's been around since 1957, and it's called uh, Chase's Calendar of Events. And back in 1957, apparently this guy and his wife, or best friend, six of one, half dozen of the other, um, realized that there was no place that they could look in one place to find all of the holidays. And so they started to compile one. And what you can do is submit a holiday. 
whatever it may be, if you have like if you have a fair that you do every every year mm-hmm. on West Fourth Street, you can call it the West Fourth Street Fair holiday. And not only will they look at it, but more often than not, they will put it in. And it will be that day will be, you know, in New York, West Fourth West Fourth Street Fair Holiday. Yeah. Fair day. Right. There's a guy who had a radio show in Lebanon, PA, who had found was going through this book and found some stuff. And he saw the submission thing and he started just submitting. And now he has created over 90 days that he has copyrighted. And with that copyright, there are companies that if they like the idea because he's copyrighted it, they will pay him money. To use that day. Wow. Do you know if he's actually sold any of these? He has. He has. He hasn't sold them, but he rents them out. He allows companies to use it. Wow. So this happens. He now has a website called uh, wellcat.com holiday or wellcat.com, and they have a whole holiday thing um, where he lists all of his holidays and then, you know, he does things. He will, if you can call him up and for a corporate event, he will actually create a whole thing around the holiday that you're choosing to celebrate for your corporate, and he'll come and, you know, create a whole thing. But I thought, well, if you can do that, and you can throw national up on things, like there's a national popcorn day Mm -hmm. that is not recognized by Congress, by the government as a national day. But the people know. But the people know, (laughs) right? And what happens on National Popcorn Day? You dupe a lot of people into buying popcorn. Yeah, you sure do. Right? And National Donut Day, right? You get a little news blurb. You get it out there. So you just need to, and I have not, you know, I can't say that I came up with an idea to give to people, but we can spitball a little here. You came up with a mechanism. I came up with a mechanism. So you can create your holiday. Yep. Whatever it may be. Um, you can uh, build it up. You do need the one thing Chase's does require. If there has to be an event uh, around the holiday, all right, sure. and the event has to be in play before you submit the uh, holiday itself. Okay. So if you want to do it's now it's you know January sixteenth is run around the street and panty day. Yeah. You got to do that. You for have a few to, years. You have to have well, even one year. It can be one year as long as there's some evidence that you know two people ran out on the street in their panties on on panty day mm-hmm. to submit it. Um, and then besides that, it's it's fair game. And once it goes in chases, people look this stuff up. You know, uh, <clears throat> slow news days. Oh yeah, there's always it's it's uh, pizza crust day. You know, right? Exactly. They're going through chases. You know, or someone sending them that. So, you know, think of something that you can corner the market on. And as we've already said, you know, if there's an idea that you have that you want manufactured, I mean, I'm going to shoot out some free free advertising for Alibaba.com because they really need it. Yeah. But (laughs) they really need it. it. They're so tiny. Tiny, small, small. But, you know, you can get anything made. Oh, yeah. Through Alibaba.com. It's really incredible. So the most obscene thing or absurd thing that you can think think of, you can get it made, have it waiting in the wings, mm-hmm. get that holiday made, and, and then just, boom. Boom. It's all you. Yeah. I, if we were to make a holiday, I'm assuming mm-hmm. it would be Get Rich Quick Holiday. Absolutely. Get Rich Quick Day. Yep. Which if Trump, uh, God forbid, becomes president, uh-huh. it'll be easy to make that national. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Although, you know, it'll be weird because we'll have to be in state-sponsored garb. <laughs> Did, have you seen, there, there's, this, there's this viral image that, that this, the, uh, 
the satire site, I don't remember the name of it, put up an image of, you know, with the, the highline, uh, Trump's campaign unveils new, uh, new uh, logo. Yeah. And it's a series of T's done in a set that the white in the space of them makes a swastika. Oh, I did not see this. <laughs> it's re- it's four T's and just the way they're angled. If you look at the at the at the uh, negative space in there, uh-huh. it makes a swastika. Uh, and it was kind of perfect. Yeah, that's great. Kind of perfect. That's good. Uh, so yeah, mm-hmm. make your own holiday. That's a good one, Josh. Thanks, man. Um, before we go on, uh, should we go ahead and give these people another little? nugget of gold for them to get rich by i think we should and i will say i know we always open this up with it doesn't have anything to do with the topic but again because it's our holiday spectacular yeah um we are following the holiday theme okay so it is holiday themed and again this well i'll let you listen to it i mean this isn't necessarily one you're going to get rich quick on it's just a nice little little bit of info okay so brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. This is our Get Rich Quick Tip of the Week. Santa Claus is one busy man. Throughout the year, he keeps lists of all the girls and boys, and he checks them twice. And let's not forget that round-the-world trip he makes on Christmas Eve to deliver all the presents to the good girls and boys. So how much would Santa earn for all that work in today's economy? According to Insure.com, Santa would make almost $140,000 a year based on wage data from the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. The website arrived at the number after figuring out how much an average person would make performing each one of Santa's jobs including wrapping gifts, taking care of his reindeer, and running the workshop. That last job is what Insure.com would call duties of an industrial engineer. The big guy up in the North Pole is making a heck of a lot more money than those pretending to be him in shopping malls. Reader's Digest says mall Santas earn about $10,000 for working 40 10-hour days leading up to Christmas. So there you go. Santa apparently... So there are a couple things in there. One... (laughs) Yeah. Based on what they're saying, it doesn't pay to be Santa Claus, like a real Santa, which I, I'm a little skeptical about that because I feel like, number one, the overtime alone yeah, has got to be huge. Well, he's magic. He can probably just w- wiggle his nose and make money. But I thought that, well, okay, we're, yes, you're absolutely right. Santa has no need for money, obviously. He's, he's like Kim Jong-un. You know what I mean? He is the leader of his own separate country with his people, and he keeps them oppressed, and they do his every bidding. You know, when he gets hungry, he grabs an elf by the ankles and dips him in ranch sauce and sucks <laughs> him, sucks him down yep. to the bone. You know, but just thinking in terms of, you know, let's go with like the Santa Claus theory that Santa is passed on to a hapless human being every generation. Okay. Or something like that, right? And of course I'm talking about Santa the Santa Claus the movie. Okay. With Tim uh whatever. Alan. That, Tim Alan, Alan. Right. Um, I just feel like they totally undercut him with that $140,000 a year number. Yeah. I mean, okay, so, you know, the engineer thing, that's probably seventy grand a year. He's obviously a pilot. Yeah. Right? A captain, no less. So we're looking at another seventy grand a year, plus stock options, mm-hmm. right? Didn't that what they do with a lot of crew now? Sure. In, in, in major airline. Then there's all the little things, gift wrapping. Uh, but he's also a boss. He's management. Mm-hmm. He's upper management. He's a CEO. 
So I think you really have to compare him to CEO grade pay, where you're getting now in the tens of millions of dollars. Yeah. Well, and you know what? Even if it is only $140,000 a year, which wouldn't get you super far in New York City, but in the North Pole, that may be big money. Well, what do you need money for there if you're Santa Claus? Exactly. Again, you got everything you need. Yeah, you take one elf, that elf just makes money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know... I have a couple of ideas on how to make money off the holidays. Okay. Uh, one of which I was saving for second, but you, you pooched it a little bit of Uh-oh. my idea, so I'm going to give it first now. Okay. Um, so uh, I'm sure you know about, because you alluded to it already, uh, Elf on the Shelf. Yes. So Elf on the Shelf, I don't know if, and our, if our listeners know, is a little doll that comes with a book. That uh, you put around the house and tell the kids that this doll is spying on uh, the kids for Christmas Awful. and telling Santa how good or bad they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and every night it gets moved uh, into a new hiding spot. And uh, kids now are completely convinced this has always been a part of Christmas. And it is, Elf on the Shelf is giant. You cannot have a child if you celebrate Christmas. And not have an elf on the right. shelf. It's relatively recent, though, it's right? Very ten recent. Year, ten years. Ten years, uh-huh. and it was made by two sisters uh, who independently published a book, self-published a book, mm-hmm. and then when it started to hit, they teamed up with their mom and they uh, put the doll in with it. Mm-hmm. So the doll in the book is thirty dollars. In 10 years, they have sold over 8 million of these, never sold out to a big company. Wow. And uh, they have all sorts of offshoots of this, too. Mm-hmm. These guys are like heroes of getting rich quick. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and, and one of them, as, you know, just to show how these people were specially bred just to get rich quick. Well, two <laughs> things. Th- this is actually a tradition that they did have in their home. Mm-hmm. And they just wrote a book about it and sold it. So if you've got a weird tradition, you might want to do this. That's a good one. Um, yeah. But one of the sisters, before joining forces, uh, she had spent five years as a host on the QVC shopping network. Of course she did. Yep. Uh, yeah. And so, as I said, now they have sold over eight million right. of these Elf on a Shelf, thirty bucks a piece. And I thought, that's great. There's room to grow. Always. Always, right? So I was thinking, you know, if you could make the equivalent, it's got to have a rhyme. Mm-hmm. It's got to be, have a little story with it. Mm-hmm. And make them for other cultures, other religions. Mm-hmm. Massive market. Uh, I started looking into what I could make. Uh, I, I, I got to admit, though, I, I, I didn't know enough about a lot of these cultures right. to not to, to be sure that what I put forward isn't just so horribly culturally <laughs> insensitive and I'm, I'm being like horribly offensive. Uh-huh. Uh, for, for instance, one thing I did find uh, in Islam, there is a, uh, a fictional folklore character called they're called. Kiraman Katabin, which mm-hmm. are two angels that sit on your shoulders. Mm-hmm. Oh, one wow. writes okay. down all the good things you do, uh-huh. and one writes down all the bad things you do. 
Uh huh. So I was, but but I don't know enough about not to make it culturally right. ins- insensitive, right? Or n- don't even know if I am, right? <laughs> well, so th- doesn't that give you a pass? Well, no. <laughs> but I but I do know a little bit about Judaism. Uh-huh. Uh, so I figured that one I can take a swing at. And so I came up with uh, Gollum on the Column. <laughs> uh, but you, you apparently there's Mench on the Bench. Mench and, on the Bench and Maccabee on the Mantle. Uh, I know. Well, you know, again, this is, you know, like I said, the Jews are co-opting yeah. and have been for years Christmas just to keep just to keep their kids in line. Yeah, I guess so. Um, you know, interestingly that, you know, she was on I think the fact that she, you know, the idea that she was uh uh on QVC for 5 years, uh. just the marketing you learn on that show, I would imagine doing that and how to sell and what the general populace of this country really want. Yeah. I'm curious though because it's such a police state thing. That that whole like it's such the whole elf on a shelf thing is like creepy control. Yeah. And I'm wondering if her family was like crazy religious or something like that. Like this was something that her mom and like, you know, maybe maybe they were uh, parents who both had to work a lot and weren't around a lot. And so they said this doll spying on you. Oh, you're so understanding. You know, I, I, I did think of a good addition you could make to elf on the shelf. too. Uh-huh. But since these guys own it, they would have to do it. Is put a camera inside the elf's head, yeah. That goes to a TV, and you can go to a website that shows Santa's workshop, and on a little computer screen in Santa's workshop, <laughs> you can actually see inside your house. <laughs> That's great. I was thinking it would be something you can do because it, it, you're seeing all of these sort of things like Nest and these. You know, uh, home security setups. Yeah, where it's nothing and you can go on, but you can also. Uh, uh, it would be very easy to put that in some kind of slightly animatronic item, and then communicate through it. So you could have the elf on the shelf, sitting on the shelf, and you can actually on your phone watch what your kid's doing. Yeah, tap into that, and then with via animatronics and just talking through it through simple microphone setup. Yeah. Talk, yeah, as the elf, yeah, and scare the living bejesus, yeah, and say like, "Hey, buddy, I can see what you're right. doing," you're and also there's a poop right by your shoulder. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that would be something in the shower. Yeah, you could do. That's a good one for the gyms. Yeah, it could be. Uh, uh, I don't know. I got to think. Flower in the shower. Yeah, flower in the shower. Um. Uh, you know, it's funny because my second idea sort of revolved around the idea of how do we co-op. We could do, you know, Santa with a sax. Yeah. Is certainly one we could bring over here. Oh, sure. Bring I that one over here. But but take Elf on the Shelf and mm-hmm. and make a Hindu version. Right. Make absolutely. A, uh, like <clears throat> Buddhist version. Make an Islamic version. Make make every other culture needs to take this. Self-publish it. Don't sell out. Right. That's the key. But, the, you know, it's that weird thing. It's like, you know. She obviously, because of, I feel like because of her QVC time, mm-hmm. she knew how to make that machine work for her. Maybe, you know, and and you know, but although ebooks are are huge, yeah, making your own ebooks, you know, even if you sell ten thousand at you know ninety nine cents a pop, mm-hmm. that's ten thousand bucks you just made. Yep, you know, it doesn't take a lot for an ebook at least. My, I had sort of a similar idea to that, but it was the opposite. Again, taking into account the idea of taking something 
from someplace bigger and bringing it to a smaller market. Well, I say, you know, the two biggest markets in the world right now, India and China. So what are the biggest holidays there, right? And similarly, similarly, I didn't, uh, you know, know enough culturally to not be culturally insensitive about Mm -hmm. it. But you're just going to try No, I'm not. I'm not. But, (laughs) but, you know, I was trying to think of ways and uh, trying to think of ways. So Diwali... Mm-hmm. Is the big that's a, and you got to look is at that the, the one, color festival. No, Diwali is the festival of lights. Okay, um, and uh, so it's like Hanukkah. S- speaking of cultural insensitivity, no. Well, it's no, it I, I, a I, festival I don't, of lights. Right, it is a festival of lights, but Hanukkah. I think the backstory is different. You guys stole Diwali, <laughs> probably. <laughs> Why not? Um, uh, but Diwali is that, and you have to look at the ones that are the big consumer ones. Like yeah, which are the ones. That people are spending money during, and so in uh, in uh, uh, in India it's Diwali, which I believe is 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 for the uh, goddess Lakshmi. Okay, and it's the festival of lights, and I, I really don't know enough about it thing to think about it. You know, and we're a stubborn people here in America. You know, the idea of bringing <clears throat> something from another country's religion over here is hard. Yeah, you know, because you. you Gets into all sorts of things, mm-hmm. um, but then in China, Chinese New Year obviously is a big one. It's oh, yeah. the biggest one. But there's another one, and it's a made-up one. Okay, and it's called Singles Day. Oh, I've heard about Singles Day. Yeah, right? and Singles Day was only created relatively recently as a way. I, I'm not a hundred percent sure what it is, but it's basically a way because there are so many more men than women in China that. It's a way for single men to go on dates with women, I believe, mm-hmm. and basically put themselves out there for women to choose. Okay. And it's a huge buying day because the men have to buy gifts for their these women they're trying to woo. All right. And on this day there are actually there are towns where men get up on stages. Women sit in the audience and men get up on stages and they basically present themselves. And the women have to decide whether they're going to date that guy or this guy or the other guy. He has to he stands up on stage on a microphone in front of an audience of women yeah. and talks about you know what he does for a living, what his dreams are, what he can offer them mm-hmm. as a man, as a person. Yeah. You know, and they basically look at him and go, "His teeth are fucked up. Swipe to yeah. the right." Yep, it's Tinder on Broadway. <laughs> it's Tinder live, the live Tinder. show. <laughs> um, but I feel like that's something. That could happen here. Mm-hmm. We could have, we could bring over Singles Day. And the beauty of it is in America, it's pretty even, there's a pretty even distribution. Because you could have men and women up on stage. Sure. And, you know, market it as live Tinder Day. Yeah. Or some, although we'd have to, you know, although Tinder can buy the idea from us. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah, Tinder. That's a lot of money right there. Um, <clears throat> but something to think about. Yeah. That was, that was a thought. I like it. And then, you know, Again, get into marketing the idea of this, you yourself marketing the idea of and creating gifts around Singles Day. Yeah. Right? It's better than Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day, as far as I'm concerned, is a shitty... Over. We're over it. Over it. Jump the shark. Gone. Gone. And, you know, I think the real money is going to become in Singles Day cards. Yeah. And if you can come up with the solid Singles Day cards and start marketing those on the interweb... Free cards, e-cards, all that kind of stuff. 
um, you know, uh, putting up the live Singles Day programs. Sure. Producing those, getting the venues, getting the people. I feel once you get it going, it can become a huge, huge event. Yeah. Just think how much all the guys spend on haircuts the day before alone. Yep. 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 Yeah, I like it. Thank you. Um, so uh, about this time, we want to take a look not only at how to get rich. By this time, if you've been listening to us, you know, you're probably pretty wealthy already. But we want to also give you now what now you are rich. What are you going to do with all that money? You know, you got to do something with it. You got to enjoy it. It doesn't just make you happy sitting in the bank. Nope. No. You know what you do with it? You spend that money brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. Get rich quick. Spend that money. Here we go. Take wreaths, for example. The average cost of one is anywhere from $20 to $40. However, there is a very special wreath out there that will set buyers back a lot more. It's considered the most expensive festive wreath in the world. The focal point of the piece features a 17.49 carat ruby and a 3 carat fancy yellow diamond. A single flower head on the wreath holds more than 20 loose diamonds. The 138.83 carat wreath isn't all about the bling, though, as the natural elements are also exceptionally rare. Comprised of hand-curled eucalyptus leaves, evergreen berries, along with blueberry stems, the greenery is also quite luxurious. The price tag on the designer wreath is a little over $4.6 million. There you go. Yeah. <clears throat> Here's a little get-rich quick tip for you. And I've learned this going through all of these spend at monies. If you drown something in jewels, mm -hmm. you can sell it for a lot of money. Oh, sure. <clears throat> There's a tree. I also threw this there. The uh, the most expensive Christmas tree uh, in the world is, of course, in Dubai. Mm -hmm. And uh, <clears throat> put in a, uh, I think it's called the Emirates Hotel. Um, and it's the tree itself, just because they have to get it to Dubai. And it's a beautiful, perfect tree. Ten or twelve thousand dollars, but then they just drape it in jewels. Wow! From head to toe in jewels, and the the value of the tree once it's completely done is around twelve million dollars. Wow! Hey, if any of our uh, Dubai listeners can get a picture of that and put it on our Facebook site or tweet it to us, we would love that. We would love that. You know, as always, we always like to uh, at around this time bring up the fact that you can uh, contact us, reach out to us, say hi. Um, you can do it via Twitter, Noel. Yeah, you can uh, tweet us at GRQ Josh Noel. You can uh, email us at uh, GRQ with Josh and Noel or, at gmail.com. <laughs> or you can uh, go to our Facebook page, Facebook slash GRQ Josh Noel. And uh, you can get us on iTunes, take a look on there, rate us. You can review us, which we would appreciate fantastically. Certainly subscribe. That's always a big thing. That's right. Tell your friends. Put Tell up a billboard. Friends. Put up a billboard wherever you are. <laughs> yeah. That's a way for you to help us get rich quickly. Get a tattoo on your face. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Reach out to us if you want some stickers. Get rich quick stickers with our logo on it. That's you true. can you can reach out to us. We'll uh, you know figure out a way to get them to you. Um, and uh, you know, give us ideas. We're always looking for new, fresh ideas from our, our people about topics, rules for getting rich. As you know, we finish every episode up with our Get Rich Quick Rules of the Week. So, you know, reach out to us. Let us know you're out there. Let us know you like us because we'll like you back. Yeah, um, we're not picky. We are going to start uh, actually being a little more active on our uh, Facebook page. I think we should start posting photos and things, some of the things we talk about, website links for some of the things that we use if people are interested in seeing that. That's right. 
Um, and uh, you got anything else to add to this? Uh, to how to get to us? Just general discussion uh, stuff. Well, I have another way to get rich on the holidays. Well, let's hear it. That's right. Get right to it. So, uh, I was looking, you know, lots of ways you can get rich. One of which is uh, when I think of Christmas, and I just want to go completely traditional. Mm-hmm. One of the top guys there, reindeer. Right? Oh, yeah. Who doesn't want a reindeer around on Christmas? <laughs> tell you what. <laughs> nobody. Nobody. I, you, you can be the biggest it's humbug true. out there. You want hum- a reindeer around. Bug. Uh, reindeers can be kept in hot climates. Mm-hmm. Just give them a little shade and water available. Mm-hmm. Um, they're friendly, curious animals. And according to this website I found, uh, they don't smell bad, and neither does their pellet feces. Feces. Doesn't smell bad. Doesn't smell bad. So you can keep them in your house. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, you can. You can try. Maybe. I mean, you know. Well, we're talking about New York. If you get, you're living in an apartment. Uh huh. You can't just park your reindeer on the street. Yeah. You're gonna have to keep them somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and so you can, uh, if you wanted to, you could sell them for meat. Shh, they drop their antlers once a year, ah. and those are sold for Chinese medicine, and. But if you really want to make money mm-hmm. off of reindeer, you can have them appear in commercials. Uh-huh. Uh, the reindeer farm I found, their reindeers have appeared in Chevy Tough Like a Rock commercials. Uh-huh. And in three feature-length movies. Wow. Mm-hmm. And they only deal in reindeers, no other animals. Uh, they deal in reindeers. Wow. Yeah. So if you wanted to buy yourself a reindeer, mm-hmm. <clears throat> from this farm I found, which is called, the website is reindeerfarm.com, which mm-hmm. is a, a reindeer farm up in uh, Alaska. Uh, the cost is, for a female reindeer, $3,500 and $1,500 for a male. Mm-hmm. Uh, they come untrained and uncastrated. Uh, you just got to put their nuts between two bricks and smash. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and if you want a, a, a reindeer, you should contact them in July so that they can get one ready for you. Why do you think the female is $2,000 more than a male? I guess because you can birth your own reindeer at yeah, that I'm point? Yeah, I'm guessing, yeah. I wonder if there's a market for reindeer jasm. Um, sure, you could make one. Create one. I mean, we did that tip of the week with the uh, with the deer piss. Yeah. Maybe there you can do the same for reindeer piss too. Sure, man. Oh man, it's got to be good. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So anyway, if you want to uh, get these reindeers, they will deliver them for that price in a crate with all their certificates mm-hmm. to the Anchorage International Airport, and then it's up for you to get them uh-huh. from there to wherever you need to get them. Okay. Uh. So then I looked at okay. Great. I just spent five grand on two reindeer. Right. A male and a female. What am I going to do with these reindeer? Uh huh. Well, uh, looking at sites, there's a lot of sites out there on the web of you can rent reindeers all over the place. As a good sign of you're going to get some money for these things, most do not list a price. But I found uh-huh. one that does. Okay. So, California reindeer rentals.com uh, has a price list up. All right. Uh, if you want to rent two reindeer mm-hmm. with a prop sleigh and an imposter elf, 
I don't know why they call it an imposter. <laughs> <laughs> no one's really thinking you're getting an elf here. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> maybe because he's like six feet tall. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, he's not even like a, a, a little person. Yeah, he's six feet tall and he's just dressed in the outfit. Yeah, for two hours. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It'll cost you fourteen hundred dollars. Every hour after, or additional hours are five hundred bucks a piece. Wow. Half day for the live two live reindeers, fake sleigh, imposter elf, <laughs> fake sleigh too. Fake, yeah, it's a, it's so a the only sleigh. the only thing real is the reindeer. The only thing real is the reindeer, and they're just standing there. That's their motto. The only thing real is the reindeer. <laughs> uh, so a half day would cost you twenty two hundred and fifty dollars. Uh huh. Whole day three thousand dollars, and if you want to really treat the kids and uh-huh. get those reindeers fake sleigh and imposter elf for a whole weekend, five thousand dollars exactly what you paid for them to begin with. In one weekend, you make up. That's that's great. Yeah. I mean, it's actually better to do it, you know, ideally half days is going to make you more money. The more half days you can pack in there with just, if you're starting off with just your two two reindeer. Yeah. You paint one of their noses red. You got oh, Rudolph yeah. right there. paint that nose red. Throwing a fake Santa for another three or four hundred bucks a, oh. a, a, an hour. Yeah, and even call them fake imposter Santa. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think I think that I, yeah, I think that's a great idea. Yeah. I think again New York City it's a little more difficult to keep, but you know, again, if their pellets don't smell like the other thing you can do and you know, we sometimes do tap on the morally ambiguous here. And I don't think it's the end of the world, but just dealing with the idea with the whole imposter thing. Most people in major urban centers couldn't tell you the difference between an elk and a reindeer. Sure. To save their lives. But, well, yeah, but the reindeers are reasonable. Why not just get a reindeer? Well, because the elk is probably going to be just as reasonable and closer. Maybe. Well, I know for a fact that elk are all over Montana. Okay. They're all in the lower 49. All right. You know what I mean? And, and, and so y- just shipping-wise, you're going to save a lot of money. Okay. Sure. And, and elk are raised for meat. There are elk farms that they're raised for meat. So I would imagine that <clears throat> they're going to be a little cheaper than, say, the reindeer coming from Alaska. I'm yeah. just saying, a little bit cheaper. You save it you save a few bucks, no one's going to know the difference. Now the whole odorless thing, that I don't know about. Yeah. Well, I I, I do have to say too, if you are going to do this in China, you're going to have to spend for the extra money for a sax. <laughs> <laughs> well, just for the Santa. Yeah. But that's okay. Yeah. Well, I think that was a solid solid episode of getting rich, but the only way we'll know Noel is if we put these ideas up against maybe some rules. Okay, so so you're saying that we should wage a war against our Christmas ideas? <laughs> I think I don't know if I'd call it wage a war. Okay, but we can call it waging a war. All right, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, so every week we also take our schemes that we've come up with for getting rich, and we pit them against rules for getting rich that we have culled from the internet, the font of all financial knowledge. And see how well we have or have not done. So this week, Josh, where do our rules come from? Our rules come from Elite Traveler Magazine, How to Get Rich, 17 Rules, by guest Al Molina, founder and owner of Molina Fine Jewelers and owner and CEO of Black Star and Frost. Okay, that sounds like something we should trust. So brought to you by from Radio Free Brooklyn. Let's see our first rule. First rule, no one searches for something better unless a door closes. Yeah, and you know what happens? Santa goes through the chimney. Yeah, or there's a little 
creepy elf in there just sitting there spying. That's right. <laughs> Ooh, that's so awful. Yeah. Such a terrible thought. I know. So we'll give that one a check. Why not? Um, <laughs> reasons and results only be interested in results. Yeah. Yeah. If, if we're going to do anything around the holidays, we are leaving reason behind. We're only going for the results. We are only going for the results. And whatever you have to do to get those results, I think, is the key to that. Whether it create your own holiday. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> bring some reindeer to your apartment. Yeah. Um, what else did we talk about? Quit your QVC job and market <laughs> uh, uh, maybe uh, a Hindi elf on the shelf. Yeah. Any of those things. All right. So two for two, yeah. I think. Keep a reindeer in your apartment. All right, the six P's. Okay, Ready this, for this one? Oh, I am. Prior preparation prevents piss-poor performance. <laughs> <laughs> I just like these rules. They're awful rules, but they're fucking great at the same time. Yeah, uh, and, and I think we get that one, too, because, you know, uh, if you're going to have a props lay, if you're going to have an imposter elf, mm -hmm. y you got to have that beforehand. Yeah, you got to make it up. We already discussed you have to have sort of your event in circulation before you get your holiday that's right so there needs to be some preparation but you will get rich there's no there's no um and uh uh i guess finally yeah finally uh to get milk from a cow you don't send her a letter no you don't you just go up and you grab them and i think that works uh particularly for a uh, singles day yeah it does that works great with singles yeah day. you got to go up and you just got to grab her by the teat yeah and I don't want to say that I'm promoting any sexual harassment here. I think it's more of an attitude, a mentality, yeah. not an actual physical. Do not just go up and grab a woman by the teeth. No, but you could milk a reindeer. Ooh, that's true. And yeah. I bet they do drink reindeer milk oh, up in you Lapland. Could make reindeer eggnog. That sounds so disgusting. Artisanal? <laughs> Reindeer eggnog. That's what you're right. You can do that. So you have that's a that's kind of brilliant. So you're now doing double duty with your reindeer. I mean, how do you make money with your reindeer throughout the year? Oh well, they they had a lot of ways. For, so for one, they're in commercials and films. Right. Every reindeer farm I found also had you could come and visit it at any time of the year uh -huh. and pay to <clears throat> take a look at the reindeer. Just hang out with the reindeer. Yep. Right. Uh, apparently, reindeer are very gentle, and you can get them very accustomed to people really quickly. I imagine since they come from super icy, cold climates, they don't have a lot of natural enemies. I mean, humans mm -hmm. and uh, polar bears. Polar bears, sure. I would think. But, you know, they travel in packs, and it's not like, you know, and, and polar bears are solitary. Yeah. So it's not like they have a lot. You know what I mean? As far as a predatory, they're not like lions that, that hunt in packs. It's uh, you know, it's it's so they can probably be pretty trusting and gentle in oh, yeah. general. Yeah, yeah, and it, it did say that they are not skittish like deer or anything like that. Interesting. Yeah, I'm 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 warming up to the idea of having reindeer. I mean, I have the courtyard. <laughs> you do. You should I get could, a reindeer, Josh. A reindeer. I could have like six or seven or even eight reindeer here, and just working in the arti artisanal reindeer ice cream. Yeah, I mean, there's a a huge huge untapped market in this city <laughs> i mean i can't it speak an for untapped <laughs> market reindeer yeah. reindeer milk reindeer anything yeah it's just not touched upon yeah we need to uh we need to work on this we need one. To touch upon that touch upon it 
So on that note, folks, right here on Radio Free Brooklyn, uh, get rich quick with Josh. And Noel. And uh, as always, don't forget Herschel underscore the <laughs> underscore Doxador <laughs> on Instagram. That's right. Don't spend all that money in one, all in one place. And uh, have a good holiday, whatever type it is that ho, you s- celebrate. Ho, ho, yeah. I tell them all I want for Christmas is two gold front teeth and 10 carat diamonds on a fat gold wreath that I can wear around my neck. Get money and respect. Tell Santa Claus to bring a $10 million check so I can spread a little cheer. Fly a couple lives. Eat a little chicken. Drink a couple beers. Kick back and just chill like a player would do.